Here we go. <laughs> Ready, Janet? Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Janet Wynn in for Kai Rizdal. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday. Yes, and today it is News Fix and Make Me Smile Day, which many of the days in the week are, but not all of them. So mm-hmm. let's uh, jump right in. Uh, I suppose we need to start with the big uh, international news of the day, shall we? Yes. Oh, my goodness. If you, like uh, many of us, woke up and was like, what is going on in the U.K.? <laughs> Join the club. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, as you probably already know, if you've been paying any attention to the news, Britain's prime minister stepped down today for a big variety of reasons, mainly a terrible economic plan that crashed their markets and did all sorts of things that then got rolled back. But there was a lack of confidence. If you actually want to know what led up to this in great detail, our former colleague and one of my close friends, Noelle King, who hosts today, mm-hmm. co-hosts Today Explained over at Vox, they did a great explainer episode today that they turned around in like super fast in order to get it out today that really walks you through step by step how the UK arrived here and what some of the consequences of this will be down the road. And so if you're trying to understand what happened over there, that's a good entry point. My other news is, yes, I see you all on Twitter tagging me on the Katie Porter video. I see it. I see it. I see it. So Representative Katie Porter, uh, who's a Democrat from California, was in a hearing and brought out one of her very famous charts talking to the director of macroeconomic analysis at the Roosevelt Institute about the primary cause of inflation that we've been dealing with. And the argument based on a report out in April that, you know, they've kind of supported over time from the Economic Policy Institute is that inflation is not due to the tight labor market. Inflation is not necessarily mostly, not that it doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's not mostly due to the tight labor market or supply chain issues, but that it's corporate profits. And they have a chart that Katie Porter brought up that, shows that corporate profits are 53.9% of the contribution of inflation right now. Mm-hmm. So we had a deep dive on inflation a while back, and we asked an economist this question, like how much is mm-hmm. corporate, how much are corporate profits contributing to inflation? She said at the time, not so much. So Economists disagree on this, and you it's really hard to look at rising corporate profits that we've seen throughout the pandemic and inflation, and definitely there has been some likely profiteering in certain sectors, but I feel like we probably need to revisit this discussion because there is definitely a big difference of opinion depending on who you ask. Absolutely. It's really divisive. And, you know, for the past year or so, we've gotten questions from listeners on how corporations are somehow posting very strong profits or earnings, yet argue that they need to rise raise prices because they're struggling with inflation. Um, back in January, I looked into this a little bit. Experts say that some big grocery stores, for example, can pass on extra costs to consumers because they have pricing power. I mean, you need to shop mm-hmm. for food. It's a basic necessity. So they'll bring up the price to account for inflation, but then charge more on top of that. 
Yeah, and Marissa pointed out some work done by another one of our former colleagues, Scott Tong, about how the U.S. economy shifted from sort of focusing on customers and workers to focusing on shareholder and this idea of shareholder Mm -hmm. value of driving the main priorities of corporations, that you want to get those dividends for shareholders at the expense of all else. And shareholders have been doing great in the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but inflation has been getting all of us. So I see you. I hear you all. I saw the tags. <laughs> What's your news fix? So I wanted to talk about the Adderall shortage happening right now. So the FDA announced it was a problem last week, and that's because one of the largest makers, Teva, is experiencing manufacturing delays, while other manufacturers can't keep up and you know make up for that shortage. So the Washington Post looked into this issue and spoke with people who have ADHD are struggling with these delays. And, you know, one person said his brain feels fuzzier, he can't sleep normally, and he's gone an entire month without his medication. But, you know, he's worried about the alternatives. You don't know how these other medications might affect you. And so, you know, some experts say that telehealth services may have made it easier for patients to get Adderall. But one pharmacy director said we need more data on prescriptions. Otherwise, that's just kind of speculation. And a Teva spokesperson said labor shortages have contributed to the recent delays, but those have been resolved. So we'll see how things move on going forward. And what I really liked from the piece is that it points out that people have kind of made the Adderall shortage a running joke, but it's frustrating for people who have ADHD and feel like their problems are being dismissed. You know, one of the people Mm -hmm. they spoke to pointed out that Adderall isn't just there to help you write your college paper. It helps you manage your life. You know, you have to spend like five minutes on TikTok or Instagram before you come across one of these, you know, sort of um, memeified or gamified. I'm not using the right words because I'm old. Anyway, one of these videos that shows uh, people talking about having ADHD and often attributing Mm -hmm. um, regular aspects of life to ADHD. Mm-hmm. And there was this big rush in the pandemic of some of these online uh, telehealth agencies to mm-hmm. get more people diagnosed with ADHD and prescribed. And there was a crackdown on it at one point because, uh, you know, regulators were getting pretty concerned. Do you remember that? Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's do our make me smiles. All right, I'm just going to go first because it's related to my earlier one. (laughs) Please. Uh, I could not figure out for most of the day why I kept seeing lettuce show up Mm. all over Mm. Twitter (laughs) related to Liz Truss resigning. And I was like, "What? why is everybody talking about lettuce? And so if you, too, have not yet discovered why everyone is talking about lettuce in regards to the British <laughs> prime minister stepping down, <laughs> it is because the Daily Star had this head of lettuce and they put it on a live stream asking if the head of lettuce would outlast the British prime minister. <laughs> and so because, indeed, it did, 
there are a lot of jokes about Liz Truss versus the lettuce. The lettuce one, the Daily Star, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. having a field day with this, as are many of uh, the people on the internet. And at, at one point, I believe the head of the head of lettuce is like being projected onto the Houses of Parliament. But <laughs> if you look the live stream, the lettuce has like a little blonde wig on it, and there's a keep calm and carry on mug next to it. And it's it's not looking great. I mean, but it's it's not completely gone. It's just a little gross looking. Yeah, it has some dark spots, I'm seeing, but it was holding up strong. Mm. Yeah, stronger than Liz Truss. <laughs> All right, what's your make me smile? Um, yeah, so to be more inclusive of transgender Americans, the Social Security Administration is going to allow people to select their gender on Social Security records. You know, they're not going to have to provide either their medical or legal records to prove their gender. And the administration is also looking into the possibility of allowing people to choose the letter X for their gender if they don't identify as either male or female. And Other agencies have actually started doing this. So back in March, the State Department actually gave people the option to choose X as their gender. That's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. I just wonder how it's going to land in this extraordinarily extraordinarily polarizing environment, especially in Mm -hmm. regards to trans issues, which seem to be a really big target. Um, Well, LGBTQ I plus issues in general, which seem to be a really big target for a lot of uh, vitriol these days. Mm-hmm. So. Unnecessary hate. That's a great point, Kimberly. Yeah. Well, that's it for us today. Kai and I will be back tomorrow for Economics on Tap. Our YouTube live stream starts at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. We'll have more news, drinks, play around of half full, half empty with some audience participation in the end if you want to join in. So uh, please join us. Have fun. It'll be great. And as always, if you've got a question or comment, call 508-UB-SMART and leave us a voicemail. Email makemesmart at marketplace.org. Makes Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad. Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Our senior producer is Bridget Bodner, who will be back in the senior producer chair tomorrow. And Donna Tam is the director of On Demand. So is Lettuce the prime minister? Uh, well, it's in the running. Apparently there's like a poll and it's a thousand to one of the odds, I believe. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy.